welcome to Shelly Has Opinions, the hit new podcast where the Chatfield girls try and guess the sister Shelly's opinion on a variety of topics. My name is Holly Chatfield Flanagan, and with me is Shelly Chatfield Allison. And we also have Julie Chatfield Miller. And finally, our sister expert for today is Kelly Chatfield Whitcomb. Hello, girlos. It's me, your friendly neighborhood Holly, and I'm here to deliver some news. And by that, I mean to make Julie tell you a story that she has. And and that is that's my contribution. So, I want to tell you guys the hilarious prank uh, that I played on Corbin. Who dat? He's just a guy I know and live with and love with all my heart. <laughs> okay. The father of your children. Yeah, that too. Also my husband. (laughs) He wears a lot of hats. (laughs) So the other day, he was going to wipe off the counter, and so he took the cloth next to the sink and started getting it wet and wringing it out, and then he looked at his hands and went, That's the exact sound he made. (laughs) And he, his hands were all red. Oh, no. He was cleaning up a crime scene. (laughs) (laughs) The prank was that it was covered in blood. Oh Oh my god! That's horrifying. That's the kind of prank that Kelly would play at her work as as a medical professional. Yeah, they love jokes like that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll save that this prank with blood for Halloween. Because guys, it wasn't really blood. Hey, Shelly, how are you doing over there with your bloodophobia? (laughs) I'm fine. I'm fine talking about blood. <laughs> I'm fine, okay, guys? Uh, no, I'm fine. fine talking about blood. I'm not fine with it coming out of myself or other people while I'm in the vicinity. <laughs> That's really where the problem lies. Blood belongs on the inside of people. Yes. I agree. No, it wasn't covered in blood. It was covered in red food coloring. Oh, fun. So the prank wasn't really a prank that I wanted to play. The kids and I had done a a little science experiment in the kitchen and used red food coloring. And so I wiped it up with the cloth and then I was busy. And so I just left it on the side of the sink and didn't think about it. (laughs) And and Corbin was the victim. Well, who do you think will be the victim of your blood prank uh, this Halloween? I have a suggestion and she's on this podcast right now. Well, it can't be the EMT. Dang it. She will supply the blood. <laughs> You're going to be my uh, my gal on the in crowd. That's what EMT stands for, is every milligram of blood taken. <laughs> <laughs> just at every emergency she responds to, just take a little bit. <laughs> I guess it's milliliter because it's a liquid, guys. I'm also a medical professional. <laughs> Oh my god. A milliliter weighs a milligram in your face, Holly. Yeah. Yeah, so you were right. Knowledge is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you were just giving yourself a pat on the back. <laughs> and now you're giving Shelly a pat on the face called a slap. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, I wanna know what girl pranks you will unbeknownstly play on your husbands. Well, I'm glad that you've asked. Because my husband is nigh unprankable. Yeah, he's he's not easily rattled. <laughs> no, but I can tell you a prank that he 
a girl a prank he played on me in my dream uh, during my Sunday nap. <laughs> Great. Uh, I, we were watching football and, well, not in the dream. In real life, Zeus, we were watching football on the couch. I had fallen asleep and Caleb's on the other end of the couch. And then in my dream, he played a prank on me, which is that he offered to get McDonald's for everyone. And then he brought some home. And then I discovered that he had taken my son's request of, along with his Happy Meal, the drink he wanted was a Red Bull. Wire that boy up. Yeah, I was like, Caleb, I don't think this is appropriate. And if this is a comment on how much Diet Coke I drink, I'm willing to stop drinking Diet Coke if you're willing to stop giving our child energy drinks. (laughs) He is 10 years old and does not need that. And then we have like a scream match through every room in the house. And then when I woke up, he was still sitting at the end of the couch just hanging out. And I sat up and I was like, Caleb, I just need you to know this happened. And he's like, well, it doesn't matter to me. I wasn't there. And I was like, the problem is you were there. Your visualness was there. And I need to not look at you right now. So that was a prank he played on me, which is giving my 10-year-old a Red Bull, which they apparently sell at McDonald's. <laughs> Great. That's one of the new options. It's apple juice, milk, and Red Bull. <laughs> uh, Kelly would prefer a Monster Energy drink. Okay. <laughs> Why? Just t- they toss a five-hour energy in, just uh, for fun. Kel, don't you drink monsters over Red Bulls? Uh, I drink rock stars. Oh. Party like a rock. Just a rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about another prank? I'm trying to think. I don't. I don't play a lot of pranks on my husband. That shocks me, Shelley, because you're such a a cad. <laughs> Everybody yeah, says I'm, so. I'm really like I've been racking my brain and I can't I guess my my prank is that last night my husband wanted to tell me something and he prefaced it with I'm going to tell you something but I don't want you to get mad. <laughs> <laughs> I gave our 10-year-old son a Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> no. But uh when he did tell me, I was like I think he'd use the wrong the wrong emotion word because I wasn't mad. I felt really bad and guilty. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, that's what I meant. So that was my prank. Pranking him with the expected emotion that he'd not forewarned me against. <laughs> Is this a secret thing that you're not going to tell the Shelly gang, but you're going to tell us later off mic? Yeah, just crushing guilt is my most common emotion. So <laughs> it's the most common prank you play on other people. Yeah. yeah. This sounds more of like husbands playing pranking wives instead of the other way around. Yeah. The only thing I can think of that I maybe did to Rick once was I once for Halloween used pink um, hairspray, you know, that you spray in your hair and uh-huh. it just got everywhere. <laughs> That's the only like, thing where I was like, gotcha, there's just pink everywhere. <laughs> but that was mostly a prank again on myself because I cleaned it up. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like we're not very good at pranks. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'll just say that now. We <laughs> just not. have hearts of gold. Kelly, do you have a prank that you've pulled on your husband, Tyler? I, I do. Oftentimes, um, if Tyler is coming uh, out of the bathroom, we have our closet right next to our bathroom. And so I'll hide in our closet and jump out and scare him. But sometimes it doesn't work because our dogs come and hide with me and then walk out and basically like warn him that I'm in there. 
So it doesn't really work sometimes. But I mean, I think that's the only prank that I really do. Sometimes I honk at him when he's walking in front of the car and it scares him. I cannot abide scare pranks. I've been beating it out of my children recently. (laughs) You will not scare your siblings. I'm sure they love a good prank, too. (laughs) (laughs) One of Theo's favorite pranks to play on us is to draw a mean face on the the, um, jug of milk and say, Mom, the milk's gone bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you're six, almost seven, that's that's the right level of prank. But is there like a good prank that's not a scare prank? What do you mean? Like... Hat pranked you. There's a hundred dollar bill in your pocket, and you had no idea. Pranked you. You thought I was going to give you carrots, but it's a brownie. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I don't. That would be kind of bad if you were expecting a bite of carrots and then it was a brownie. Well, no, but like, like in in nasty in some nasty (laughs) wear. You think it's carrots? Well, but but that's what I'm talking about. Where it's like Dad saying, "If it's not fun for everyone, it's not fun at all." So even. If Corbin was surprised by the towel, you know, he might not enjoy it, but that's technically a prank, but you didn't, like, scaring him. I wasn't trying Well, to I know, him. but I'm just saying, like, is there a good kind of prank? Not usually, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I am also uh, uh, down against pranks. My natural man says pranks forever, and then... I have had it beat out of me over these last 33 years that maybe that's not so right. But if I were to really just lean into who I am naturally, yeah, I would have a lot more pranks done and a lot fewer friends. Maybe even fewer sisters at this point. <laughs> this is actually a, a one of the only things Corbin and I cannot agree on is the the rightness of toilet papering somebody's house. Because I am 100% against it. And Corbin's like, it's fun if it's like, if it's your friend, you go toilet paper your friend's house. Nope. And I just, I can't, can't abide. And so when our kids get old enough to potentially toilet paper someone, it's going to be rough, guys. By then you'll all have bidets and toilet paper will be a (laughs) (laughs) non-issue. Thank goodness. I didn't know that was a, a, an aspect of the future. Oh, yeah. Every sci-fi book. <laughs> Which oh. talk a lot about bathrooms of the future. <laughs> and pranks. <laughs> Ooh, bidet pranks. I wonder what those could be like. They're very wet. Hey, Theo has played a bidet prank on my son, Jet. <laughs> <laughs> he did many years ago. Yes. Yeah, so it's possible. <laughs> Uh, we have done the impossible and uh, not passed the Bechdel test every moment of this podcast thus far. <laughs> we haven't even talked about our female, um, da- like our, our daughters. Uh, we just talked about our sons. And uh, I guess <laughs> Kelly's doggies, one of them yeah, is a girl. They're, they're girls. Yes. Well, one of them. Hey, girl. <laughs> Plus the question was pranking your husbands. And all of our husbands are boys. <laughs> That's true. And my, my, all of my children are boys. <laughs> and all of my children that I love are boys. <laughs> oh, that's not true. Lucy! <laughs> You're going to break Lucy's poor heart. <laughs> Here's the thing about Lucy is that she is the best pranker of us all. I don't want to give her any ideas. So. <laughs> Lucy, draw a mean face on your milk. Your mom will never see it coming. 
<laughs> yeah, and then I'll, I'll have to throw it out because it's gone bad. Well, you know what else is bad? This segue. We're moving on to the topic. <laughs> the, the topic this week is a topic that is the beginning of a series, a series of really great topics that is going to be a renaissance for this podcast. Shelly gang, you thought you liked the other episodes, but you're going to love these episodes. Shelly, are you nervous about what the topic might be that I feel so uh, strongly about? Always. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Today's topic is caricature drawings. Shelly? Oh, sorry. I was writing again. <laughs> 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 Ooh, caricature drawings. <laughs> I'm gonna leave this in to shame you. Really hard thinking about how to spell caricature. <laughs> I had to. I had to speak it into my phone because I couldn't figure out how to spell it. Uh, this is another reminder that it was so sad that we never had a spelling bee growing up at our <laughs> elementary school because I would have killed the game. So I did. I had one in my first grade class. Like my teacher just did one for the class. Guess what, guys? Spoiler alert. I didn't do that great. <laughs> I'm surprised, Holly, I'm surprised you never instituted a girl-o spelling bee just in our home. Um, Mom and Dad didn't want to encourage me into uh, making you guys feel bad uh, any more than I already did, which was all the time. So, Yeah, because the, the next best speller in the family is Kelly. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> And if if I had done that when I was in elementary school, Kelly would have been a literal baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, and she still was the next best speller, which was crazy. <laughs> I'll own that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Carly, that. our other sister Carly, who's not on the podcast right now to defend herself, but she would probably agree with us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the spelling really went to just the oldest and the youngest. In between, there's... Not a lot of strength in that category. <laughs> we were the peanut butter of that sandwich. The P N U U T B U D E R. Uh, that's my favorite off-brand <laughs> nut butter. <laughs> it's gone bad. It has a mean face on it. <laughs> Julie is going to be doing the pro reasons why Shelly should like caricature drawings. I'm going to be doing the anti-reasons, and Kelly, as the Shelly expert and caricature artist herself, is going to be giving us what she thinks that Shelly will choose. Are we ready? No. Polly, we're not ready. We need Shelly to tell us what caricature drawings are. (sighs) That's right. See, this is a a very wide arena, though. There's a lot of different caricature drawings. It, they make they it's people who draw pictures of you, but they make it a character so they like exaggerate some part of you. Correct. Nice. That's a good way to explain That's it. That's what I know. <laughs> if there had been a definition, B Shelley would have killed it. <laughs> I'm very good at knowing words. I'm very bad at spelling words. <laughs> I'm very good at making up words. <laughs> you are so great. <laughs> oh, thank Do you. One Shelley. right now. Um, plobity. <laughs> that was very good. Now, Shelly, define plobity. <laughs> um, no, because it's Holly's word. She owns it. I'll let her be the one to birth its meat. <laughs> well, it means like 
uh, a very messy situation. And I think that is what Julie's going to give us with her pro reasons is a big ploppity. <laughs> I just got to get myself into a big ploppity here. I know. <laughs> Caricature drawings are so fun. In fact, they are so fun. I literally have one hanging on my wall right in front of me right now of me and my dearest love, Corbin. What uh, caricature trait did they pull? It makes it sound like I was trying to wear a disguise. I was wearing a beanie and some real big earrings. <laughs> and Corbin, I guess it, they, they, they aren't very full-blown, like, very exaggerated of us. Got it. They look very like us. Caricature drawings, they help you see something new about yourself. Maybe see something that you already noticed about yourself, but in a positive light. For instance, if you have really weird cheekbones, like very defined cheekbones. If you've got the wildest cheekbones. (laughs) If you are Benedict Cumberbatch. (laughs) (laughs) I actually saw one uh, caricature of him as I was swiping around on the internet, looking at caricatures, and it (laughs) looked real crazy. So if you were Benedict Cumberbatch, and you're like, ugh, my cheekbones are just too defined, then you could go to a caricature artist and say, hey, draw me. And he'd say, hey, wow, you're a famous star. And you would say, yeah, just draw me, okay? (laughs) (laughs) And then they would draw you, and you would be like, oh, look, he he did it in a silly way. It's humorous and funny, and, and now I can laugh along with the rest of the world. About my crazy cheekbone. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what happens every time. I'm sure of it. Yeah, that's what he does when he's feeling down. <laughs> that's, that's his number one therapy. <laughs> go, go to a caricature artist. Yeah. He has a huge scrapbook of just the same caricature <laughs> over and over again. But it's always of him, like, frowning and being sad because that's that's his therapy. Like, the caricature of it is that his tears are so big. He's in, like, different elements of water that he made with his tears. One's like a wave and he's another smaller caricature is surfing on it. (laughs) That would be cool. Yeah. Maybe I should be a caricature. One is, like, a dunk tank. And he, like, broke the glass with his cheekbones. And, like, there's a big crack at the edge. That sounds dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, this is why I'm anti-caricature drawings. Okay, guys, we'll get to it. Too dangerous. <laughs> if you went to a caricature artist just out on the boardwalk in Ogden, Utah, <laughs> yeah. uh, the famous boardwalk, you'd be supporting small small business. You'd be supporting creativity and just putting art into the world. And you're a very supportive person, so I know you really want to do that. A caricature of me would show my big support. <laughs> <laughs> it would be it would be depicted by giant flying buttresses. <laughs> like really beautiful ones. <laughs> yeah. That's what disgraced architects do is they become caricature artists and really try and work in caricatures. They can take as as few as three minutes to complete. And that is some quick art, baby. 
So you, if you want a, a portrait of yourself, you don't have to waste hours sitting for an oil portrait like you usually do. <laughs> yeah, I don't do selfies. I just do portraiture. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you have a lot of oil painters on call, but maybe uh-huh. you should get a caricature artist too. <laughs> so All you're right. saying... A, a caricature is like the Polaroid of like <laughs> the art world. Yeah, exactly. Save your oil paintings for like big occasions like weddings and birthdays and get that caricature artist in there for things like a picture of you and your breakfast because it was a really delicious breakfast. <laughs> uh-huh. Ding dong. It's me, Holly. Can I interject something real quick? Yes. Sure. Cool. That's just my cool entrance is... <laughs> Ding dong. By way of doorbell. (laughs) There is a Disney show that my children really like that features a girl named Andy, like Kelly's doggy. Her last name is Mac, like Kelly's other doggy. Andy Mac is the show. Yes. (laughs) Anyways, and there was a character who was having a bar mitzvah, and he had a caricature artist there as like one of the things you could do. And I was like, that is super fun. But then it turns out that he tried to steal Andy Mac from her boyfriend. So not fun. Oh, no. That's another point of my anti-caricature drawings. <laughs> <laughs> Ding dong. That's also my goodbye. It's like <laughs> aloha. I was reading uh, an article where they were like, 14 things caricaturists want you to know. And one of them was that the people who are hardest to draw are the plain people, the just girl or guy next door kind of person. And I think that is a big compliment to funny-looking people. <laughs> if you're a funny-looking person, go to a caricature artist. They'll love you. I think funny-looking is a bit aggressive. How about we just say unique? <laughs> How about hideously ugly? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Shelly, you get to choose unique or hideously ugly. What about obscenely monstrous? <laughs> okay. Okay, Kelly, now we have another choice. Kelly, you choose unique <laughs> and hideously ugly and what was your Shelly? Obscenely monstrous. I like hmm uniquely monstrous. This is breaking bad in so many ways. I hate this. <laughs> Guys, we don't want to make people feel bad and weird. I wonder what a caricature artist would uh emphasize on my face probably my beauty (laughs) and i keep that right in the middle of my forehead it has like come together in like kind of an eye form and like (laughs) it's like a some would say a third eye yeah (laughs) they would say that but they don't know (laughs) and it's really beautiful (laughs) that's But boys always used to say that to me. You have such a beautiful third eye. <laughs> Anyone ever told you that before? <laughs> I would say, yeah, get lost. I'm busy getting a picture drawn of myself. <laughs> but not for too long, just a short amount of time. Yeah. Get lost for three, uh, for up to three minutes. <laughs> up to? I thought it was a minimum three for minutes. At not- least three minutes. There, are you happy now, Shelly? <laughs> yeah. Well, I just was hoping there'd be like soon an like Olympic sport of like fastest caricature. <laughs> oh, I bet there is. I learned also that there's a caricature convention, Ooh. at least one. So, Shelly, go out right now. 
I know it's um, late at night. Well, at least for me. Um, go out right now to your boardwalk and find a caricature artist and get yourself a picture that you can cherish forever and hang on your wall right in front of where you're podcasting right now. Thank you. Perfect. I'll see you later. <laughs> oh, Julie, you didn't reveal that. <laughs> wow, I didn't know it's going to work so well. <laughs> I just want to be done. I don't want to have to make a decision later. <laughs> oh, uh, but you're not going to listen to my points. You made like half your points during Julie's time. <laughs> That's because I could feel your your impatience and I just knew. <laughs> All right. I guess I'll stay. <laughs> well, thank you. Because I have several points why you should be anti-caricature drawings. The first one is that caricature drawings set a bad expectation for a blind date. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Could you imagine if there was a Tinder-like app that just featured caricature drawings of the person? <laughs> I actually kind of like that. <laughs> but when you arrive, you have one of two options. One, you can be super disappointed because that person does not have the cutting cheekbones of a Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh-huh. Or... Two, you could be very thrilled that the person didn't end up with very big jowls like they they had in their picture, and then it turns you into a bad person because you only care about looks. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. So I don't want to show myself to be so shallow. Yes. So it's a lose-lose situation for you. I also was wondering if maybe you've had a caricature drawn of yourself ever, Shell? Should I save that for later? Maybe. You can say yes or no and not qualify it with whether you liked it or and the experience or no. No, I think. Okay. Well, because <laughs> I was going to, that, that's what I wanted, because I was going to offer you 40% of my company caricature and that it has like the T-R-E at the end and not like a U, kind of like Flickr or uh-huh. Tumblr. Uh, I want to offer you 40% of my company and the very first thing that you get to do is have a caricature drawn of yourself to put up on this app so you can find um, unique individuals in your area. Sorry, everybody. I'm taken. (laughs) Oh, no. Well, I think that that's okay because in order to have had that company, I would have had to uh, employ these next people, which my next point is that I don't like caricature drawings because it encourages predatory behavior at theme parks and beaches. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Big accusations. (laughs) If I had had caricature, I would have had to employ a predator. A predator who wants to draw pictures of passersby. Especially those ones who can draw them in under three minutes. They can just do it as you're walking by and you'll never even know. It is very intimidating when you are a young teen at Disneyland trying to impress your friends, uh, which is a general teen uh, thing that I did a lot, and and I grew out of it. And so anybody who wants to impress their friends uh, can jump off a bridge, Julie. (laughs) Just kidding. That would really impress my friends. (laughs) Whoa! She just jumped off that bridge! She's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) But 
Imagine being a young teen trying to impress your friends and a caricature artist at Disneyland in New Orleans Square suggests that you are funny looking enough to get your caricature drawn. That didn't happen to me, but I could imagine it. So you were hypothetically worried that it could have happened to you like 15 years ago. Oh, I specifically (laughs) avoided that area of New Orleans Square when I was a teen because I knew in my heart that I was funny looking enough that I would be very compelling to a caricature artist. Why do teenagers exist? (laughs) (laughs) Because they have to. And it's really hard. And that leads to my next point, which is caricature drawings make people feel self-conscious about their own body dysmorphia. Now, (laughs) body dysmorphia is when your brain can't perceive what your body actually looks like. That is a calling card of the teenage experience. And your body is changing so much as a teen. Babies don't have body dysmorphia because their brain can't even perceive different colors, let alone their own body shape. And, um, and they don't even know shapes, dumb babies. They barely know their own body. <laughs> they don't discover, like, their hands and stuff until later. <laughs> so teens experience the most uh, body changing in the least amount of time, second to babies who are just real dumb. So, um, (laughs) I'm sorry, babies. All you babies listening, just plug your ears. Yeah, I'm really sorry. I was not anticipating this attack on you, babies, but it really (laughs) needs to happen for this point to work. (laughs) They don't understand English. That's just how dumb they are. (laughs) So don't worry. (laughs) See, Julie's dumb baby joke was premeditated. Mine just came out of nowhere. (laughs) Yeah, if you are feeling awkward about your body in some way, even not as a teen, even as an adult or a small child, you are worried that the thing about you that you hate the most will be the most featured in a caricature drawing. Let's say that you are, um... A pirate. Let's (laughs) say you're John Goodman. And you are known in the acting community as a larger fellow who has a bit of a tummy. And you went to a caricature artist and they made you uh, have a very, very big tummy. And then you felt so embarrassed that you, uh, that you stopped acting. Guys, I love John Goodman. Why would he stop acting? It's all that caricature artist's fault. <laughs> caricature artists took John Goodman from us, <laughs> hypothetically. And that is a shame. But in real <laughs> in real life, I don't I know in my heart what a caricature artist would exaggerate about me. And that is why I will never get my caricature done ever. What 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 do you think it would be? It's a little uncouth to say on a podcast that is for families and friends. <laughs> but I I would try and do something else that would take away from that. So I'd have to wear like a really big wig. Like if someone was making me get a caricature done of myself, I'd have to really go out of my way to highlight some other thing about me so i'd have to wear very big shoulder pads you could wear your like blue lipstick you could just go like all out on your makeup even then that's not enough it needs to be exaggerated in a a size way not in a a bold color way 
And I, I admit to having some body dysmorphia, and I feel like there are a lot of people who do, especially John Goodman. God bless. <laughs> <laughs> you, can get, you can get portraits of just your face. <laughs> he has That's true a face. I just looked at a bunch of um, of John Goodman, actually, and, <laughs> and he looks really cute. Of course he does, but sometimes you feel self-conscious, even if you look great, you know? Do you know what? I just realized something. My hairdo right now looks like Hermie from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yes, it does. The dentist? Uh-huh. I would love bit. a caricature drawing of this and then just put me in that little elf suit and with a little elf hat and give me some dentist pliers. Uh-huh. That would be a great caricature. That would be really cute. Okay, whichever Chatfield Girlo has Julie for the next uh, sister <laughs> gift exchange. Start drawing now. <laughs> oh, you have to draw it? I would just yes. commission it. You have to become... A caricature artist. <laughs> oh, Shelly, no. It only takes three minutes. That is, <laughs> that's the maximum. And if it takes you longer than three minutes, it's not true caricature art. <laughs> but I, I would have to practice oh, a lot I of see. times. Three minutes, 3,000 times. <laughs> Does that equal 10,000 hours, which is what Malcolm Gladwell says you need to do to become an expert at something? Oh, I'm sure it does. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> three times three definitely equals 10. So I have two more points as to why I think Shelley should be anti-caricature drawings. The next one is racist? Question mark? Cool, man. You are laying a lot at the feet of caricature artists. <laughs> we'll just leave that one there because I think everyone knows what I'm talking about. No, oh no, gosh. you can't leave that one there because I don't have any idea what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> they would exaggerate the color of your skin. No, it's just that in the history of caricature art, many times races other than European, Caucasian, were uh-huh. exact. Their parts were exaggerated in order to effect some sort of like othering tactic. Got it. Got it. Like back during World War II with like Japanese people or something like that. Sure, Shelley. Can I just leave that there now that I said that? Sure. Great. <laughs> I have one more point. As to why you should be anti uh, caricature drawings, and accidentally, I'm doing the the like straight praying hands towards towards the <laughs> microphone, so I apparently feel really strongly about this point. <laughs> Is it like misogyny or something like that? Because you're really like just laying it out all on the table. Sort of. It's my least favorite of all. It's my least favorite of all traits of any human. Ooh, and that is. Dumbness. Oh. Hate it. I tell my kids all the time, don't teach yourselves wrong. When we are learning something and they start joking around and they're like, six times six is 80 million. And I'm like, no, don't teach yourself wrong. It, your brain has a muscle memory of just doing that if you joke around too much. That's very bad. So you're saying photorealistic drawing is the only way you should be drawing? No, I have not finished my if point yet. If you joke yet. around too much, your brain will stick that way. Yes. <laughs> and that is true. Caricature drawings have taught us wrong things about historical figures. In my brief looking at history of caricature drawings, I realized that 
someone in his time period drew Napoleon Bonaparte as a short person with an explosive temper. And therefore, in modern day, people think of Napoleon Bonaparte as a small person. In fact, they refer to people who are short, who have a short temper to have a Napoleon complex. But in real life, in actual historical fact, Napoleon was not short. But because a caricature artist decided to to make him that way, we, in these later years, have wrong information. We taught ourselves wrong through caricature art. Okay, I have a clarification to, to ask. <laughs> Julie was mostly focusing on, like, people on a boardwalk, <laughs> you know, like for funsies, like let's get my caricature drawing done. But it sounds like you're talking a lot about like political cartoons, etc. Are we, so how, how broad is this topic? <laughs> is it all caricatures throughout time? <laughs> it's just caricature drawings. And I did bring up how predatory and scary ones on a beach are. <laughs> okay, so now, see, that that changes the game for me, because I was thinking mostly of ones like the ones at Disneyland, not like the ones who are making political statements through the ages. <laughs> I was thinking like the ones that Shelly has available to her, like people drawing her. And unless Shelly becomes a really high-level political figure, uh, <laughs> that's not going to happen in the public view. Ultimately, you're teaching yourself wrong about what you look like if you look at a caricature of yourself. Um, if you broke every mirror in your house and just put up caricatures of yourself <laughs> where those mirrors would live. I think you would have a lot more issues than just that caricature drawing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'd probably be a vampire or something. <laughs> oh, man. Well... That's that's all I have to say. That I, there's no more to say. Your your points got extremely more serious than I was expecting. <laughs> you were not kidding when you said 2019 was the year of serious topics. Well, I'm still kind of angry that you uh, made a big pause after I announced the topic initially. Well, if I was better at spelling, that wouldn't have happened. <laughs> well, guys, I'm great at spelling. I don't have spelling dysmorphia. I know exactly how good of a speller I am. Kelly, you as an expert and an, a champion caricature artist, um, how fast can you draw a caricature, Kelly? In one and a half minutes. That is half the allotted time. Team, baby. (laughs) Kelly, as an expert in Shelly, what do you think Shelly is going to choose about caricature drawings? Well, first off, I think she's going to choose that they are not so serious and creepy-ish like Holly has been describing. I think they're more fun and lighthearted. And so I think she's going to be pro because they are fun. Like, people are not going to get their caricatures done if they are that insecure and so that even if they are that insecure and they don't like it they can throw it away and never look at it again and not have to deal with that in their minds so they'll get over it and so i think she'll go pro now is the time we've all been waiting for the opinion of the mvp of this podcast the most verlander podcaster shelly how fast is your fastball compared to our friend justin verlander famous major league baseball player let's just say that if i drew a caricature of how fast my (laughs) fastballs are you wouldn't even be able to see them too fast (laughs) 
Wow. That was very wow. fast. Shelly, Allison, what do you think about caricature drawings? Well, I'm again, I'm so torn. <laughs> because if I think of uh, like sociopolitical <laughs> caricature drawings of the past, I I think Holly is right. They were often very problematic because on purpose they made they exaggerated the parts of people that would make them seem other and scary. And so of course, that's not cool. <laughs> I'm not for that. <laughs> However, Julie's point of I'm not going to encounter that in my day-to-day life is probably true. <laughs> Unless I become a prominent political figure or like celebrity, um probably won't have a lot of people like making like statement cartoons about me. <laughs> so this podcast is going to take off soon, so just watch your back. <laughs> and I guess in a way, Julie drew a caricature of me for the logo of this show. Huh. I suppose it is of your famous bowl cut as a child, but you also don't have eyes in it. Yes, that's true. <laughs> she exaggerated my tiny eyes down to nothing. In fact, my, all of my facial features just are gone because they're so invisible almost. I'm going to ignore some of Holly's <laughs> No. Wow. Because I can't think about – I'm not informed enough to know about caricatures of, of prominent people. Holly is going to – Gonna start thinking you're dumb now and then just rail on you. <laughs> but I will acknowledge some of her points. Thank you. <laughs> um, I guess if you did have a dating profile that only had a caricature, you wouldn't really get a very good idea of how that person looked. <laughs> However, I think a lot of people these days can also take photos of them that show off themselves in their best light. So maybe it would be like, Maybe you have to have on your dating website, Holly, like a photo you take yourself that can look as good as whatever, and then also the caricature. <laughs> and then the p- people can like take an aggregate of those and decide how you look. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll be the, the judge of how you actually look. <laughs> or it could be a Photoshop blending of the two. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, no. Or like you do one of those things that's like a face swap <laughs> between the caricature and the real picture. I think we should call that dating app Nightmare. <laughs> and I'm not sure how predatory <laughs> um, the artists are. They do try to call your attention, but I'm also pretty sure they're not carrying their like easel around going like, hey, hey, can I take your, can I try your picture? Or just opening their trench coat and it has a big easel in it. Okay. Yeah. I've never seen a caricature artist not sitting in a chair. Yeah. <laughs> so they're not very mobile, which means they're only <laughs> slightly predatory as you pass them. <laughs> But I don't have very long legs. They're they're real easy to get away from. (laughs) Uh, So I'm not not too worried about their predatory tactics. (laughs) I mean, unless they're being really mean and like calling out like, hey, I'd love to draw your giant chin come over here or something like that. Like that would be mean. That's why Jay Leno stopped doing the Tonight Show. (laughs) (laughs) Too many caricature artists waiting out at the back door. He and John Goodman have a support group. <laughs> so 
does and Benedict Cumberbatch is really <laughs> Cumberbatch. Now I'm looking up Jay Leno characters. <laughs> oh, they've got to exist. And as for making people feel self-conscious about their features, I think that is probably true because I mean, I think probably most caricature artists out there know that if they draw too mean a picture, you probably won't pay them. <laughs> You'll just flip the easel over and walk away. <laughs> And they can't follow you because they can't walk. (laughs) So I think they probably wouldn't like really go to town on your your bad features. But but I could see like someone who's already feeling slightly self-conscious about something. And then like that is the star of the show, like of the picture. (laughs) Then that would be not fun. Once upon a time, I'm going to tell an embarrassing story about myself. Yes. Once upon a time, there was a boy who was nice, and he was my coworker, and he also went to high school with me. He called me Bunny because I have buck teeth, he said. <laughs> and so if a caricature artist drew giant buck teeth on a picture, that would not make me feel very nice. <laughs> who is this person? His name was Michael, and I knew that he called her Bunny, but I thought it was because she was cute and little and kind of skittish, and I didn't know it was about buck teeth until, like, a month ago, and Shelly told me. And it's been, like, easily 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> well, because, it, I mean, it really didn't bother me too much at the time, but that's because he was a nice boy. I knew he wasn't being, like, cruel. However, it is something that has stuck with me for these all of these years. <laughs> um, so if I had a picture drawn of me, I don't think I could, as Kelly said, just throw it away and forget about it. I would remember that picture for the rest of time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if they happen to choose on the things I feel already self-conscious about, I'm pretty sure that is something that would stay with me. Yeah, for, for all, all time. <laughs> so that's not great. But I think the idea of them can be fun. And I think, you know, like usually they're pretty like kind of like creative and colorful drawings, you know, like they're not an oil painting of yourself. <laughs> so you kind of have this different thing that you wouldn't normally have of of yourself, like a photo or something. And maybe, like Julie said, it could help you see something in yourself like in a fun way. Like, oh, hey, like that thing about me is actually not that bad. And if it could take only as few as three minutes, I mean, it's not a huge time suck in your life, unless you're posing daily for pictures, caricature pictures, because I'm out on that boardwalk every day, you know. My husband just showed me a video that someone did where they took a a one second video every day for 2018 and then put it together. Mm -hmm. You could totally do that for caricature art but then like what if there's two outcomes one your character pretty much always looks the same and that's kind of boring or two you see a steady decline of yourself over the year (laughs) or like you go to so many different caricature artists and they like highlight so many different weird parts of you that like all you see is an aggregate of crazy things. <laughs> I'm a monster. <laughs> Uniquely monsters. <laughs> and the I think the closest thing I've ever come to having a caricature done of me is not even a caricature. But it was at Disneyland. And it was like that thing where they draw your profile or uh, cut your profile with silhouette. Oh, yeah, your silhouette. Thank you. Um, Out of, like, a dark piece of paper. And uh, that was fine. (laughs) 
I think I'm glad that I was wearing a hat that day and didn't have my really big, beautiful bangs on display because I think that, that would have been a hard road to toe all these years later. <laughs> You'd remember it forever. So I know Holly hates us, but I'm very torn. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about them. I, I think I've got to go with Khan, though. Because I myself would feel too self-conscious to choose to have them done. Oh my goodness. So I think... <laughs> Shelly, if, if you do that, that means it's legally binding that you agree with all of my points. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so Shelly, even if there, like, you went to a party and there was a caricaturist there, you wouldn't Yeah, I would pretty much stay on the opposite side of like <laughs> the party from them. They are extremely predatory, so... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Predatory, but very non-mobile. So <laughs> I could definitely stay away from them at a party if I wanted to. <laughs> so yeah, I think I'm. I think I. I've got to say con. <laughs> don't sound so sad about it. <laughs> Sorry, caricature artists. I don't think you're all racist like Holly does, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shelly. Thank you so much for sharing your opinion about caricature drawings. And now we are going to move on to our segment, Rando Chando. And in Rando Chando, Julie does this thing that she's going to tell you. <laughs> We're going to take a, a triplet of random words and we're going to pair them up with each other and they're going to make some silly silly phrases and I'm going to make you guys choose which one you like best. And this is from a random topic generator, is that right? Yes, quite. Okay. Okay. Here they are, guys. Get your listening ears on. All right. That's what the caricature artist really made really big in mine. <laughs> My listening ears. <laughs> they just they just drew a sound pouring in and your ears could catch all of it. Ugh, yeah. Wild. Okay, here we go. Cemetery basketball. <laughs> basketball freaks. <laughs> Freak cemetery. <laughs> Okay, so we have to choose which one we like the best and then give the reason why we like it the best? Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, Kelly? Say them again really quickly. Okay. Cemetery basketball. Basketball freaks. Freak cemetery. <laughs> oh, I want to know what basketball cemetery is. Cemetery basketball. Just what it sounds like, boo. <laughs> In my mind, it's playing basketball at a cemetery. Yeah. But it could be a number of things. Dead people playing basketball. <laughs> mm, like zombie basketball. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Maybe they're at the cemetery. Or maybe it's basketball underneath a cemetery. <laughs> oh, how would that even work? Uh I <laughs> it's six feet underground. <laughs> It'd be seven feet underground. Okay. Under just that one cemetery. foot under all the dead people. Yeah, because then all the dead people can just drop on in. Well, and then the hoop 
It's not very tall because I guess it's only one foot tall. So everybody dunks. <laughs> but then their arms stay in. Yeah, so that's what I choose. Shelly? Um, let's see. <laughs> I think for me, it's actually Freak Cemetery. <laughs> um, what it made me think of, which is kind of sad, but uh, was like Circus Freaks. You know, back in the day, uh-huh. like a special place where they're all buried. And I just think that would be a really interesting cemetery to go visit. Like, there is this famous um, cemetery in Buenos Aires where I lived. Well, I didn't live at the cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> but I went to visit the cemetery. <laughs> I went to visit the cemetery often, and it was s- super interesting every time. So I think I'd have a blast at a freak cemetery, just like seeing, like finding out about everybody. I just think it'd be a fun historical jaunt. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. This is not a ploy. I really was going to choose basketball freaks because (laughs) basketball is my favorite major league sport. And I am like a huge Los Angeles Lakers fan and have been ever since we were children. And I love basketballs and I guess I'm a basketball freak. So (laughs) (laughs) you are a basketball freak. Well, I, when I first read this list, I thought Cemetery Basketball sounded really fun and silly, but now Shelly's got me thinking about Freak Cemetery. (laughs) And that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. So that's the one I'm going to choose. Hooray! Oh, majority again. This happened again. Okay, Julie, one more set of topics because I want to win so bad. Okay. (laughs) Here we go. Sailing apes. Ape golf. Or... Golf sailing. Okay, I'm going to choose first. Ape golf forever, because miniature golf is something I really, really love. And how fun would it be if it was miniature golf, but apes with very big, long arms, and they used uh, their big, long arms instead of the little uh, putters. And I love it, and I want to play it right now. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm all about golf sailing. That's that's mine because I just think like what I'm imagining is like a mini golf course, but instead of each hole being like a fun whatever, it's like on different sailboats. And then you like sail on a mini sailboat from hole to hole <laughs> and just do the golfing on each boat and then sail to the next oh hole. My gosh. Like, that Shelly, sounds so amazing. You can pitch that idea to a rich person. I know. It'd be like it'd be like your local local yacht club could like have their own Cool thing. And it'd be like your yokel yacht club too. Like <laughs> a lot of yokels have yachts, okay? <laughs> Kelly? I, I'm with Holly. I want to see apes play golf. Or whether it be normal golf or mini golf, but I just want to see them. I think apes are so smart and that it would be cool to see like their their lanky arms and stuff like that. Yes. Just <laughs> swing a you golf club. Your lanky arm. And one could even be a caddy. Yes. You know what I think would be really cute? Sailing apes. Wouldn't they look so cute in little sailor outfits? Could I suggest maybe making a majority of all four of us having ape golf on Shelly's uh, golf, <laughs> golf sailing course that sounds incredible and instead of yokels it's apes (laughs) manning all the boats Uh, you got your millionaire apes playing their uh golf sailing yep 
That's, Boom. That's pretty great. Kelly, you into that? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been our segment, Rando Chando. Well, Shelly Gang, thank you for joining us for another episode of Shelly Has Opinions. We've been here, you've been here, together we make the Shelly Gang, except for Shelly. Shelly's not allowed in the Shelly Gang ever. And to show your support for the Shelly Gang, please visit ShellyHasOpinions.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y, HasOpinions.com. There you can find old episodes, all of our social media, and pictures of us that you could turn into caricatures. Oh no, why did I suggest that? <laughs> but here's what we do have to worry about we have to worry about you coming back next week and in order to do so i'm going to tantalize you with the with a catchphrase that will bring you back <laughs> for next week <laughs> and that is don't be plobity what b- rhymes with plobity <laughs> <laughs> Don't find yourself in a plobity. Come listen to Shelly Has Opinions. Come listen to our podity. <laughs> oh, no. Podcast. Don't be a plobity. Just be a frobity. Don't is- be a snobbity. <laughs> listen, uh, find yourself in a plobity. Because, <laughs> you know, snobs do not want to get into messy situations ever. But a lot of other people are always looking for new options for messy situations. So join us. But really, Shelly Gang, just come back next week. We'd love to have you, and we'd love to have your friends, so bring them along. And with that, thank you, and I love you, and goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Rando Chando. Gosh dang it, Shelly, where are you?